Welcome to the Moser on Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by Jacket Media Co. I'm just wild about Harry, and Harry's wild about me. The heavenly blisters. Good afternoon, everyone, on Cyber Monday, three days after Thanksgiving, and I'm here with uh, Harry who's with uh, Manu, uh, Reshoring Initiative, sorry, Harry, Nishi, uh, Reshoring Initiative. And we're going to be on a whole different story today. So, uh, Harry, uh, what's going to be different about our uh, show today? Well, n- normally I tell you about something that has directly to do with reshoring. And, and this time... I thought we'd try something a little different. And uh, specifically, a few months ago, <clears throat> I spoke at and attended a, a fall meeting of the Forging Industry Association. That's FIA, Forging Industry Association. So the, right. the association of uh, contract manufacturers like job shops that, that make forgings. But also, uh, a few of the members are OEMs. So big companies that make forgings to go into their end product, whatever it is, and uh, and and it was it was a very interesting uh, interesting group, and and I know that you're in the forging industry in your in your day job, and so I wanted to uh, tell a little bit about what I learned at this meeting, and, and so that our listeners could understand something about forging, both as an industry and perhaps as a career, because I know the industry is is looking for good people to join them and and have a successful career in forging. So let's see what you learned at FIA conference. Uh, I've been doing it now for over 50 years. So I'm not going to tell you what the story is. I'm not telling anybody what you learned by going to the FIA. So let's start with what happened conference? What was that all? You know, the, the, first, the, the FIA is a, is a sponsor of the Reshoring Initiative, which I'm very grateful to them for that, because they they know that as as reshoring happens, there'll be more forging business, their members will be busier, the association will be bigger, and all that kind of thing. And and, and so we have a, a natural natural affinity. Had, had this conference on September 25 to 27, so that's about two months ago, and it was uh, two days in, in Nashville, and the conference was was very good for information and for contacts, but also Nashville was hopping at night. I mean, I was, you know, I, I was working, but I it, they they had us one day at a something big red or so, something like that, and there's just people dancing and singing and loud music and drinking. I mean, it was it, it wasn't anything like home, you know. So I I felt like I was in in uh, New Orleans on Mardi Gras. So it really was quite something. They had. 58 registrants, as I said, Ford shops, a few OEMs, and a number of suppliers. So I think most of the suppliers were, were from the steel industry, because obviously uh, a lot of what's forged is steel, although you, you and others do other, certainly other materials. And so they had these steel, and these especially steel companies, maybe aluminum companies, that supplied them with their raw material that they, that they forge. And... Uh, one of the attendees was the president of Trenton Forging in Trenton, Michigan, 
and they were co-winners of the 2021 National Metalworking Reshoring Award. And I'm I'm hoping that uh, Lou, your company, All Metal, uh, will um, apply for that award. I'd love to be here celebrating with you. Your your winning that award. Well, there's always next year. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to keep reminding you. <laughs> I, I know. I got that. <laughs> the agenda of the uh, conference. Okay. I, I need some for our, our audience to hear about. Yeah, let me, I'm going to stop for just a second. Let me dig that up. Because uh, it doesn't show here, but it should. Okay, here we go. What do you think? Any sign of it coming up? I clicked on it. Let me try it again. The pain me is. Uh, Why don't you explain to us what uh, FIRA, F-I-E-R-A. Oh, yeah. So, can you see that slide? Yes. You, okay, let's just go through the slide. So so there's the Forging Industry Association, that's FIA, and then they have a, an allied group, Women in Forging, because there's a, especially in manufacturing, we tend to be, I don't know what, 80% male, something like that, and and especially in sort of traditional heavy industries like forging have heavily male dominated and, and bringing more women into the industry is is always seen as a, as a good way to expand the workforce and provide great opportunities for the women so so that's an, sort of a part of the same group you can see the logo is about the same and then they have uh fear i guess which is the forging foundation so it's a a nonprofit that does good work and i, and I suspect a lot of that is in terms of uh, uh, skilled workforce, you know, that they're doing things to help get, right. get colleges, universities, community colleges, training and forging. So there'll be a workforce flowing into the companies. Let's go back. So uh, about women in forging. I've been in forgings, <clears throat> I don't know, 50 years. Uh, and I don't in a whole lot of women in board shops. So uh, give, give me a little back. That started changing. And, you know, what kind of percentage do we have today of women in the forging industry? No, I, I have no idea, honestly. But but they but there are okay. there, there's a must be a dozen groups about women in manufacturing. There's one Allison Grialis started that spun out from Precision Metal Forming Association women in manufacturing and they have big conferences with hundreds of women coming out to discuss manufacturing but also what how women can help each other succeed in manufacturing and right and so, so I, you know there's there's a <clears throat> it's generally agreed there's a, especially a shortage of uh, male workers for, for most jobs because they're in prison or they have problems or drugs or you know who knows about too many of them that we've lost to our to to the workforce, and women are, are a good alternative. So I, I'm, I, I believe that the women have picked up a great greater percentage. But still, especially in forging, it's I'm sure it's a very small percentage, which is an opportunity for for them to do do better. Okay, let me get, go down to the next slide here, if I can make this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see down here. Okay. You've got some uh, 
uh, graphics to, to show us uh, regarding steel and aluminum and metal. yeah. So yeah. why don't you give us kind of a look see? There you go. Here's the next slide. So one of the things that they were very uh, was a very hot topic at the conference was uh, tariffs, and and you know, Trump put on tariffs on steel and aluminum, which are still in place, and uh, and there's a lot of talk about a carbon tariff. So um, that that product that was being imported would have a tariff put on it proportional to the amount of CO2 that was uh, involved in making that product, and the and and that can be much higher in some other countries like China, because because a lot of the CO2 comes from the use of electricity to melt the metal and and form it and so on. And the the electricity in China is I don't know seventy percent maybe generated with coal, whereas in the U.S. maybe twenty twenty five percent is generated with coal. So so for every kilowatt hour of electricity, there's a lot more CO2 emitted in a country like China than there is in the US. So there'll be eventually apparently be a tariff that'll that'll be based on that carbon. <clears throat> and that'll make countries that are getting away cheap by using coal, instead of being more climate conscious, that'll make them less competitive than they are today. But that's nobody expects that uh, immediately. Uh, they, they hope to have something happening next year. Um, and, and there's a lot of concern about excess imports of steel, aluminum, et cetera, especially from China. So they're always trying to get China to be to stop dumping all of its excess capacity. A lot of talk about Mexico. So, so Mexico is uh, when companies think about how to how to have wages about like China, but closer to the U.S. and without the geopolitical risk, that tends to pop up Mexico as, as a logical place to go. And you can see here different industries and some of the major brands that have been there and the rate of increase in the U.S. imports from that other country. And you can see they're, they're quite impressive, you know, doubling in, in uh, you know, nine, ten years, something like that. The, you know, Mexico has its problems also, crime, you know, corruption, you know, violence kind of thing. But it's close. The people are hardworking. They they're doing a better, pretty good job of training them, and uh, so, and and although my effort is always to bring as much work to the U.S. as I can, if you cannot get it here, if the economics just make it impossible, I'd rather have the work in Mexico than in China, because product coming out of Mexico has about forty uh, percent U.S. content, whereas product coming out of China has about five percent U.S. content. So by getting the work to Mexico, right. you pick up sort of half a, half a loaf. Here, here's another interesting topic. This this fellow Chuck Matthews talked about cyber risk, <clears throat> and you read articles about it all the time. You see headlines, you know, companies settling for hundred million dollars to, you know, to, to to get their software working again. And so Chuck talked about you know sort of practical things that that uh, companies could do to to deal with that issue, and specifically he had some interesting data in various industries on the uh, average uh, cost of a cyber breach you know per, I'm, and i'm not sure whether it's how much they paid the bad guys or where the damage that was done and the lost sales and things like that but but millions and millions of dollars per event uh in various industries and and 
manufacturing is on its way up. It's becoming more of a target all the time. And, and, and especially as we've gone to uh, Internet of Things and Industry uh, 4.0, and you have all the machines and all the computers all connected together and all hooked up to the Internet, now you've created a, you know, a, a possible great gateway for company for the bad guys to get in and uh, create either safety issues or shut down your your equipment and then you've got to figure out how to get it all going again so you can't you know it can be a long time a lot of money so as, as a result of hearing this presentation i i went out and and bought uh, software for my laptop uh, that would be better than the normal software and and would help to keep me from being uh, attacked now uh, there there was a lady who talked about uh, <clears throat> skilled work uh, skilled workforce and recruitment and so on a very hot topic and she she said what she says here it's uh, if if your employees uh, are 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 not engaged uh, if they are engaged if, they, if they're working with somebody they like uh, then it takes a big pay increase to get them whereas if they're not engaged you can get them for almost nothing almost no increase over what they're making so so a strong emphasis on keeping the workforce working together as a team seeing benefit of of uh, of working together and uh, and and as a result you have happier people and they're much more likely to stay with you uh, the same lady i think presented this uh, <clears throat> be a leader worth following you know and her her theory was be you be present <coughs> she says be unexpected i'm not sure what that means i guess it means not boring but uh, uh i think it makes sense i, I had a a boss I, I used to work at national acme acme gridley screw machine so big machine tools and i, I reported to the president and his theory was that a, a good leader that people will follow a leader who is who they believe it is in their interest to follow so if they think they're going to that, that you know if i'm their leader and if they think i'm going to lead them to the promised land and we're going to and the company's going to make lots of money and they're going to get promoted and they're going to get bonuses then, then i'm a good leader and they're going to follow me whereas if, if they think i'm leading them over the cliff <laughs> you know, then, then i'm not a good leader just <laughs> you know maybe a slightly different perspective on this but but right. if, if, if people believe you're taking them to where they want to go and, and where something's going to be good for them I think that's a good measure of uh, of, of leadership. During the uh, did they uh, go into? Uh, I mean, we have a lot of people listening. To, uh, did they go at at all into the various forging classes? <laughs> Excuse me. And, and uh, is that something? you can address or you want to share that forging uh, processes are you saying or forging customer forging industry? process okay you you know more about that i was going to ask you about that because because oh, okay you're, well, uh, you, you, you've been doing it for 50 years and i've been talking about it for half an hour <laughs> so, so you uh, i don't know these these hands haven't done a whole lot of forging but uh, that being said uh the forging process um is, is multiple and uh we have what they call uh open die forgings which is uh and clear that there's no die and that there is a 
forging hammer that will forge a particular shape and you're moving the part until you get a near shape uh, uh, that you will ultimately be able to machine into a final part. Um, the biggest part, of, or one of the biggest parts of the industry are the seamless rolled rings. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which so is, is, let me go back to the open die. Would that be yeah, in, in fact, similar to the blacksmith? Yeah. The blacksmith, he's, he's got a piece of metal he's holding and, and you know with with a you know tongs of some kind and he's got a hammer and it's hot and he's pounding it with a standard tool to get it into the shape he wants it to be and that's so functionally that's similar to open die is that is that fair that's correct that is and uh, going back to rings there are two ways to produce a ring one is where it's basically uh, almost an open die where you forge a, a slug of material, punch a hole, and then forge until you get to a near shape. However, the more uh, efficient is what they call a seamless rolled ring, where they have a uh, roll uh, machine that will actually spin and through uh, uh, if, uh, and, and uh, the the force of energy going out can make these parts round and have a, uh, a grain flow and better grain direction than you might as an open die forging. So, the, for example, the gear industry is uh, very big in using seamless rolled where um, you get the proper grain and you get the proper grains and so on to make it a stronger, more efficient product used uh, in machinery, transportation, uh, and so on, where you need high strength and uh, uh, sustainability of a product. So those are two of the major uh, components with regards to forgings. But then you have others like closed die forgings where they'll actually make a die and you wear these uh, parts and it'll stamp out a, they call a closed die part where you have a lot less machine and you have a lot less uh, issues with a part that has a particular shape. So this has been this has been the way the forging industry has grown uh, over the years. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a really high tech industry, but it has come so in different view of uh, technology than you might in terms of, for example. Um, 3D printing. That's very high. Uh, but seamless rolled rings, uh, uh, you save a lot of money on material, machining, uh, machine time, waste, and also 
machine wear and tear on equipment that has to machine the forgings, the seamless. So it, it's a very uh, uh, it's a very comp industry. You have metallurgy is not. I mean, it, it's almost like chemical. It's not. It's metallurgy, and uh, it it works really well in many of the industries that uh, we're in today, including aerospace, transportation, machinery builders, and so on. But generally, my understanding is that one reason you forge is that you're able to, uh, by working the metal, you're able to create a stronger, tougher product than you would with a, with a basic piece of steel. You can take a piece that has a certain level of properties and by forging it, you can raise those properties so that the, the product will be longer lasting or able to deal in a, a more a rougher environment than you would otherwise. Is that is that fair? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> For example, with a rolled ring, spinning that ring between rollers, rollers on top, rollers on the, the ID, you're getting a much stronger uh, grain structure and uh, more so than if you, for example, forged a and then punched a hole and cut the corners and so on, going only in one direction. This you have a circumvential, circumvential grain, which makes it much stronger. Okay. Yeah, so, without forging, most of the tough jobs wouldn't get done. So it's. It's, it's good that we have you and the and the rest of the industry. Um, how uh, tell me? Um, I, I had some statistics first that I, I picked up from the FIA website that there's about oh. about 250 companies in the, in the industry in North America, maybe 300 plants. So so a few some of the companies have multiple plants. Uh, annual sales about six billion. That's with a B six billion dollars per year. Now, 45,000 employees. So that means that the the average plant has maybe 150 people, but it probably ranges from, you know, 25 or 50 up to 1000 or something like that in terms of size. So small company to, to relatively, uh, relatively big companies. Uh, so I had a another slide I wanted to bring up if I can here. Let me get to this. Okay. You're doing that to your point about the uh, 300 or so manufacturing, forging manufacturing plants here in the United States. I think it's to know that, take for example, China, 6,000 forge shops. 6,000. 6,000. So 20, 20 uh, I'm sorry? 20 times as many as we have in the US. And they are, um, they can make some parts that cannot be made in the United States. Some are so large, so big, and so, hey, there's all metals and forge group. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. So I, since, since, since I'm talking about forgings and I went to this meeting. That, and that you... sort of, that sort of looks like you just made an but that's okay. At least it wasn't one of my competitors. 
<laughs> so that, that, while, while this is up, I want to say that we do have eight to ten mostly a week deliveries on our forging, but I don't want to get into. Yeah, I, I'm so the one who brought it up, but I, I I'm sure it's a great company. How, how many employees, Lou? Uh, we got thirty-five. In okay, and, and uh, you know that most of them are with twenty, thirty years. Uh, they're really skilled people. Uh, and we're now looking. One of the problems or one of the issues that manufacturing industries have today is that people are getting older, and uh, we need new talent. Um, and you know. Going to college may not be able to get into the forging industry, but you can make a lot more money in forging industry than as a social worker with an MBA. It's kind of a dirty, dangerous uh, environment, uh, but they they can in, in maintaining uh, safety. But it it is uh, it's not working in a lab. Let's put it that way. How how loud is it? Well, that's one of the problems with uh, Ford shops is that uh, it's very loud, it's very hot, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of people wind up uh, hearing problems and so on. But today, they have very good uh, earmuffs uh, to uh, block the sound been many who have lost hearing as a result uh but today it has gotten better okay yeah. good yeah. so uh career opportunities some if someone comes right out of high school how would they uh how would they get started well first of all coming right out of high school you you to an apprentice program somewhere. Uh, going to, going to, uh, you know, is wonderful, but you're going to wind up owing $1,000 a year. And a lot of the universities, your ROI on investment in a college is no more than 20% of the cost of the college. So going into manufacturing and Tim Grady, who's a co-host on my on my show, we talk a lot about about the fact that um, you need to uh, you need to uh, understand the value going into the manufacturing workplace, and when you go into manufacturing workplace and you you do an apprenticeship. You might be in an apprenticeship for two years or three years or five years. You're going to be making a lot of money. And, I, and I'll give you one is one of my favorite ones, not um, a, a, a underwater sea diver taking well, a taking a welder, uh, an water welder after five years is going to be making a hundred thousand dollars a year plus health care plus pension plus vacations and so there's a lot of money to be made in manufacturing today and i, I uh, one of the big 
components that are needed to uh, give students the drive to go into manufacturing, the, uh, the adult parents need to have a better understanding of the value of their little Johnny going into manufacturing. And, and Susie. I'm sorry? And also Susie or Joan. No, the women. The women should have to think about it, too. Oh, I'm sorry, Joan. I forgot about Joan. <laughs> uh, uh, they have a lot of money, and they deserve it. Uh, they may not last uh, a whole lifetime doing it, but they will have good pensions, will have good uh, health care, and so on. And uh, uh, Tim Grady and myself have been pushing and promoting this idea for quite a not quite as long as reshoring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I think we've had, had an interesting discussion. Uh, forging industry is a important part of uh, America. America couldn't exist as a country and as a military, et cetera, without, without forging. So it's, it's absolutely essential. It's, a, it's been a good career for Lou, and it sounds like for his employees, it's been very, very profitable and very, very rewarding for them. It's exciting to make things, be responsible for making something real. You can physically see and hold in your hand something, something tangible. And and there's a there's a definite need there for uh, workers, you know, for example, high school graduates or others who who don't know what they want to do and they're a bit older to uh, to apply to the industry and and uh, I encourage them to do so because it's a manufacturing is a great place. Well, one of the one of the really big points forgings is that it's really a significant industry in regards to uh, um, security and defense of our country. Absolutely. It's, it's no. really big. No. Yeah, with, without without forgings, you know, without steel, without machining, you know, we'd be gone in a week. <laughs> That's not right. right. So we, we enjoy the fact that a very uh, stable uh, industry uh, and that uh, it's something that's really very necessary. Sorry, no. what, no. Else, what else you got for us? That, that's what I've got this time. We'll come up with something different for next time, but I thought this was interesting to, to try. Oh, it is, yeah. This is great. And, and I'm really thrilled that you got my ad up there. That's uh, <laughs> all of you take down the phone number and uh, uh, the And just remember about that. How about eight to 10? They left the word mostly because it's eight to 10 weeks. So give us a holler. If you need a problem product. Problem, we'll be happy to help you out. Harry, this is really great. And uh, for all the people that are listening, make sure that you click the button and uh, the like button and so on and so forth. So, so that you can come back next week. And Harry, it's been a pleasure as this.
and uh, we'll see you uh, next month. Next month, yeah. Well, so are we are we still recording? We are, and I'm going to say, Inara, we're about to sh shut down. Harry, if I don't by the end of the month of December, which I probably will, uh, have a holiday, a good end of the year, and thank you for joining and making your contribution to um, Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you. Best to you and yours, Lou. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye now. I'm just wild about Harry, and Harry's wild about me. The heavenly blisses of the... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.